Today, we are focusing on America. With all of the globalist agendas and in Washington and internationally, many Americans want to know if the United States is mentioned in the Bible and is our future foretold as well. Well, we're going to analyze and answer these questions on today's edition of the End Time Show. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the End Time Show. Before we get started, I want to mention that I will be in South Bend, Indiana, not this coming weekend, but the following weekend. I'll be at Ironwood UPC of South Bend. We go up there every year and have a wonderful conference. And the church is located at 4609 South Ironwood Road, right there in South Bend. On Saturday evening, this would be September 16th, I'll be teaching the Understanding the End Time, uh, the new lesson that I've been teaching going along with our new book and the new DVD series. You certainly won't want to miss that. And then on Sunday morning, September 17th at 10 a.m., we're going to have a revival service. If you've never been involved in something like that or you'd like to come to the one at Ironwood, you certainly won't want to miss this. I'll start out with Um, some current events and how they correlate with Bible prophecy, letting you know we're certainly in the end time. And then I'm going to show you how to prepare for the second coming of Jesus Christ. You certainly will not want to miss that service. We're doing it a lot now. A lot of pastors are asking for that when we come into a prophecy conference. And so uh, what a great time we'll have in South Bend here on the 16th and 17th. Certainly looking forward to seeing all of you guys up there and ladies. Now, On today's program, I have been getting a lot of questions about the United States, and for very good reason. Um, Some of the questions, is the United States mentioned in the Bible? Is the future of the United States foretold in Scripture? Uh, In light of Bible prophecy, what's the most important issue of 2024 election? Who is Donald Trump really fighting? Who controls the economy of the United States. What does a central bank digital currency, how does that correlate with Bible prophecy and many others? Focusing on the United States. Well, on today's program, I want to focus strictly on the first two. Uh, Is the United States mentioned in the Bible and is our future foretold in there? So, let me, give you the, let me give you the rundown here, and I'm only going to focus, I mean, the, the, the new book that we wrote, Understanding the End Time, all of this information is in there. On today's program, I'll have enough time to probably go through half of the chapter one. There's no way. I mean, I've got, I think, 7,000 plus words just in chapter one in this book. And so there's no way I could get through that in one program, but I'll get through about half of it. I really had to reduce this down. But I wanted to answer the question here today because most people teach the United States is not even mentioned in the Bible. But it really helps us to answer a lot of questions and it helps to kind of set your mind at ease for the future of the United States. I know it looks totally impossible that the United States would have a future in the direction that we're going. But we absolutely do. And so that's why it's important that you understand this very important prophecy. 
the prophecy that highlights all of the nations involved in God's plan for the end time, that's recorded in Daniel chapter 7, verses 1 through 3. It says, In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head upon his bed. Then he wrote the dream and the sum of the matters. Daniel spoke and he said, I saw in, in my vision by night, and behold, there were four winds of the heavens, strove upon the great sea, and four great beasts came up out of the sea, diverse one from another. Now, you have to understand that prophecy most times, it, I should say many times, is written in symbols. You have to understand what's literal and what is, what, which is symbolic. So this prophecy here is written in symbols. So what are these symbols from Daniel's vision represent? Well, Daniel sees four beasts, right? He sees a lion with eagle's wings, a bear, a four-headed leopard, and a beast to, to which Daniel, he, he couldn't give a name because he'd, it's, he didn't, he never seen anything like that before. But its dominant characteristics were its ten horns, Okay. Now, this honestly, everybody, this is one prophecy that you should be able to just, it should just flow out of you. Because you're going to get this question over and over and over. And you can get really stressed when you look at the United States right now and you say, we're going to be blown off the face of the map. We're just headed for horrible times. The, the United States is going to be here all the way through. Okay? So it kind of sets your mind at ease a little bit. Will we face some stuff? Yes, we probably will. But the United States is not going to be destroyed. I'm going to prove that to you. So these symbols here are interpreted for us. If you read on down, you continue reading down through uh, Daniel chapter 7, you'll find that verse 17 says that these great beasts, which are four, are four kings which shall arise out of the earth. So there's the first clue. Then verse 23 says, um, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon earth, which shall be diverse from all the other kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth. So it, it let's just know, according to verse 17, that the beast symbolized kings, and according to verse 23, the beast symbolized kingdoms. So we know for certain these beasts represent nations, modern-day terminology, nations, along with their rulers, Right? This is this, uh, probably one of, the, one of the most important prophecies to understand. If you don't understand this, you'll miss at least one full chapter, maybe more, in the book of Revelation. You, there's no way to understand Revelation 13 unless you understand this right here. So it's very important, right? So in Daniel 7, 4 through 8, Daniel identifies the four beasts. Lion with eagle's wings, a bear, four-headed leopard, and a ten-horned kingdom. Then in Daniel 7, 9, it says, I beheld till the thrones were cast down, the thrones of these beasts, they were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit. The governments of these beasts were cast down. Remember, they're nations. This is describing the transition from the kingdom of human government to the kingdom of God. You know, the Bible teaches when Jesus Christ returns to the earth, He's going to remove all the human governments, and He will establish a kingdom... His kingdom on the earth that will never pass away and will never be destroyed. So that's what Daniel's describing here. He sees these beasts with their thrones cast down, the government's done away with, and Jesus Christ crowned as King of kings and Lord of lords. 
And it's at that time when the 1,000-year reign of Jesus Christ will begin. And this is what Scripture refers to as the kingdom of God. And so it's, uh, it's absolutely important we understand all this because it helps us with the timing of all of this on God's prophetic time clock. If you don't understand these things, then you're going to be stuck when you're trying to figure out, let's say, a timeline uh, uh, that God has laid out for us. You have to understand these things. So that's why we're going to cover all of it in great detail today. And it's going to help us answer, what about the United States? Will, will we be blown off the map in a World War III? The answer to that is absolutely no. And we know that from the prophecies of the Bible. We're going to get into it today because I want you to know. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 End Time. Are you ready for an extraordinary journey to the region that is the focus of more End Time Bible prophecy than any other? Well, look no further. Join us on an unforgettable journey to Israel. Our adventure begins down in Jerusalem, where we will teach on the Mount of Olives, sing at the Garden of Gethsemane, walk down through the Kidron Valley, then we'll make our way north, have a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee, while visiting Joppa, Mount Carmel, baptize in the Jordan River, and so much more. Don't miss out on this incredible trip to Israel. Spaces are limited. Book your tour today. Visit endtime.com slash tour or call us at 1-800-END-TIME. Join us for an experience that you will never forget. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back, everybody. And, you know, I have people ask me all the time, you know, Dave, what's the point? What's the point in trying to understand these Bible prophecies and figure all that stuff out? You know, um, just make sure you're ready to go and, and all this stuff will work itself out. Look, I understand that. The number one thing in all of this is to make sure you're ready. Make sure you've been born again. Make sure you're ready to meet Jesus because any one of us could meet our maker this afternoon, right? However, 
on the flip side of that, it's important to understand the prophecies of the Bible because it helps us with, number one, it helps to validate the Word of God. It helps to build people's faith in the Word of God. Uh, people that might be out here on the fringe, you may not have a problem believing that the Bible is the Word of God, but there's a bunch of people out there that do. And so it helps you in your efforts to reach people. Then you can help them say, hey, here's what's coming in the near future. We're just prior to the second coming. There are many ways, there are many reasons that we need to understand the prophecies of the Bible. Many ways. And uh, many reasons. And so that's why we put out the new book, Understanding the End Time, and the new DVD series uh, to help you in your efforts to understand it yourself. Many people have said, nobody can understand all this stuff. But that's not true. Daniel, Jesus, the Apostle Paul, and John all said that we would be able to understand it. And so that's why it's imperative that we understand these things. We understand the timelines. We understand what's going on. We can help. The Bible says that in Daniel chapter 11, 32 and 33, Daniel said, In the end time, during the time of the Antichrist, that they that do know their God will be strong into exploits, and they that understand among the people shall instruct many, not just on salvation. That's number one. Get that settled. But then it's important. It was important to Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Revelation 19, the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. Because Jesus said, I tell you these things before they come to pass, that when they do come to pass, you might believe. And it's very critical that you understand and that the words to salvation, the words to eternal life are found in the Bible. And so anything you can use to build people's faith in that book, including you, you should understand that, right? So there's many reasons for uh, to understand Bible prophecy, and that's what we put out. We've, all, we've totally updated, brand new, understand the end time, and understand in the, the book and the DVDs. You can get all that at... at uh, our end time, www.endtime.com, and go to the store there. Everything's right there. Check it out. Okay, United States and the Bible. So, um, Daniel describes everything, Daniel 7 through 8 and 9. He says, hey, God's coming back to establish his kingdom. During the time of these king. during the time of the, when he comes back, he's, he's going to do that in the time when these nations will be here on the earth. Going to do away with those governments, establish his government. And then Daniel 7, 11 Daniel kind of backs up to explain what is going to occur immediately before the kingdom of God is established. He said, I beheld then till the voice of the great words, which the horn spake. I beheld even till the beast was slain and his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. Well, now we, now we have a horn here on this beast. Not the ten horns, but a little horn. What does that horn symbolize? Well, the last beast, identified in Daniel 7, 7, had ten horns. Remember, these horns represent kings who will form a um, kind of like a federation. And, and at the time of the end, all the way at the end. When I say end, I don't mean the end of the world. I mean the end of the age here, at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. So out of these ten kings will arise up. And another horn's going to rise up, and he's going to uproot three of them, and he's going to become very great. This great horn will become the Antichrist. Again, there's no way I could go through all of this first chapter of the book in great detail. I'm going to probably give you half of that information. 
but the book takes a, takes a very, very deep dive into it, okay? So we know that this great horn here, he's the Antichrist. And we know from these scriptures that the three uprooted horns represent kings. Now, how all that takes place, I don't know for sure. Some of these things we'll have to live through to look back and say, okay, here's what happened. At this point, it hasn't happened. So I don't know if... Uh, I know there at the very end, the ten kings are still involved. So maybe he comes up in place of them and takes control of those nations. I don't know uh, specifically how that happens. Uh, but I do know all ten will be involved right there at the very end. That's Revelation 17 when they fight against the um, Jesus Christ when he comes back. Now, we also know from Daniel 7.11 that there is one beast, one kingdom, but ten kings who are apparently in alliance with each other. So, and then one king rises up after the ten. He uproots three, becomes great, and rules the entire world until Jesus comes. Other scriptures from the Bible tell us that the, this Antichrist, he will be a man, a political leader from Europe. He's going to rule the entire world until Jesus comes. He, he will actually be fighting against Jesus Christ when he comes back at the Battle of Armageddon. Uh, he's going to be destroyed at that point. But um, Daniel 11 says, uh, it, it's really a prophecy about the Antichrist, if you really want to know. And so... It says, um, I beheld them because of the voice of the, that the great words which the horn spake, the, the Antichrist spake. I beheld even till the beast, him, which is the Antichrist in his kingdom, was slain. So Daniel said, I watched and I heard what the horn spake, the, that the Antichrist spake. I beheld even till the beast, the Antichrist, was slain, his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. So the Bible... now. What's the, we're explaining all this in great detail because it helps us to understand the timing of all this. I've seen so many charts and different things of end-time um, prophecy timelines and, you know, God's prophetic timeline. And I'm scratching my head going, where in the world did they get this information? Because it doesn't line up with the Bible. But once you understand all of these different things and when the Antichrist is destroyed and his body given to the burning flame and all these things, you can lay out a timeline, the true timeline. And that's why it's important. That's why we spend time on these things. So the Bible teaches us when Jesus Christ comes, the Antichrist and his religious partner, the false prophet, they're going to be cast into the lake of fire. Satan's also at that time going to be bound for a thousand years in the bottomless pits in Revelation 20, verses 1 and 2. And this is what Daniel 7.11 is referring to. Also, there's another account in uh, Revelation 19.20. gives a New Testament account of this very same prophecy. It says, And the beast was taken, the Antichrist, and with him the false prophet, or his religious partner. And so there's going to be a political leader and a spiritual leader in the end time over the world governing and the world religion. And these scriptures reveal that both of these leaders will be cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. And these events described in scriptures are referring to the time when Jesus comes back and destroys the Antichrist. You understand Daniel 7 all the way over to Revelation 19? You see, that's why it's important that we get Daniel 7 down, because it helps us to understand much of Revelation, the book of Revelation. So you have to get this right to understand this and these events when they occur on God's prophetic timeline. 
Once you get all this figured out, the timeline makes so much sense at that point, right? So the prophecy continues with Daniel 7, verse 12. And it helps to explain this. It says, as concerning the rest of the beast, the rest of the nations, uh, the rest of the beast, or the, the, the rest of the kings of nations, and the latter part of Daniel 7, 12 says, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. This is all happening right here at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. The other kingdom or nations will have their dominion taken away. In other words, they'll, they'll, there'll be no more government ruling over them. And that's when the Antichrist is destroyed, and, but they're not going to be destroyed with the Antichrist. That's what, this is one of the verses that lets us know there will be mortals that live into the millennial reign. Now, who they are, I can't answer that. I mean, it appears from one precedence we have in the Old Testament, there may be an age of accountability, maybe 19 years old and down, that those people would be allowed to live. Because I do know, Revelation 19.20 is one example, that there will be people that are cast alive into the lake of fire at the time of the second coming. The Antichrist and false prophet are two examples of that. Okay? Then there's the parable of the wheat and the tares and some other things. So, the timing of these events correlates to the end of human government and the beginning of the kingdom of God. And, you know, the Bible explains humanity will continue on the earth for another 1,000 years after the Antichrist is destroyed. So the nations whose power has been removed will have their lives prolonged into the millennial reign. And this is significant because it reveals to us that Jesus Christ will return during the lifetime of these nations. Okay? The, the, when Jesus Christ was here the first time, none of these nations were here on the earth. And so, again, it helps us with the timing, right? And it helps us with the, like, uh, if, you, if you ever um, uh, hear anybody talk about the doctrine of uh, preterist, preterism, and they say, oh, all of these, um, everything in Revelation, that's already been fulfilled 2,000 years ago. You can say, well, whoa, 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 hold on a minute. What about these beasts that represent nations that are supposed to be here at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ? What about that? And so there's many reasons to understand Bible prophecy. It's very, very important because if you ever have any conversations with people, you're going to come up against all kinds of stuff. And we want you, again, Daniel, Jesus, the Apostle Paul, John, that wrote the book of Revelation, they all said, you will be able to understand this. Let him that hath understanding. Jesus said, whosoever readeth, let him understand. Okay? Now, some teach that these beasts in Daniel 7 are ancient empires. That the lion is Babylon, the bear is Media Persia, the leopard is Greece, and that the ten-horned kingdom was Rome. However, there is certainly an inconsistency with that theory. And, but, and Scripture makes it plain. I mean, we're always going back to the Bible for all of this, right? Daniel 8 reveals a ram fighting with a he-goat. Daniel 8.20 says, The ram which thou sawest, having two horns, are the kings of Media Persia, and the rough goat is the king of Grecia. So this clarification, it contradicts the theory that the beast in Daniel 7 are a mere image of the 
Nebuchadnezzar's vision in Daniel 2. I know that's taught in mainstream eschatology, but that's simp- there's, a, there's a huge discrepancy with that. Let's just say that. And there's another discrepancy. It's found when you consider the kingdoms of Babylon, Media, Persia, they no longer exist. The kingdom of Grisha and the, the uh, Alexander the Great and the Babylonian Empire, or the, I'm sorry, the uh, original Roman Empire, they don't exist anymore. There, there's no such thing as Caesars and the gladiators and all that stuff today, right? And so that those, that, that, rule, that Rome ruled the world during the time of Jesus Christ, but that, that's done away with now. Those empires are gone. So there's a huge uh, discrepancy here, right? The, those nations are not here anymore. The Bible says the nations of Daniel 7 will be here during the time when the God of heaven will come back to establish his kingdom here on the earth. Now, uh, it creates a problem, obviously, um, you know, when you're talking about the timing of the second coming. So where, what are the beasts? That's what we want to know. We're talking about America in the Bible, right? Well, in Daniel 7, 4, it says, the first was like a lion. He had eagle's wings. And I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth and made stand upon a feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. Well... Of course, there is a nation in existence today whose recognized animal symbol is the lion. That nation is Great Britain. Now, again, for the sake of time, I don't have time to go through all of the different proofs. You can go back and look at old satire cartoons where the nation of Great Britain is recognized as internationally as the lion. Those satire cartoons, you would have a lion... Uh, sitting there in, this is the early 1900s. You would have a lion with Great Britain's flag draped around it, and it would be looking pensively over Europe. In, uh, and what are we going to do about World War I and, and um, you know, the different things that are happening in Europe? They would have a lion sitting there. It was symbolic of Great Britain. And then you can look at their flag, many of their crest. You can look at all those huge lions in Trafalgar Square. I mean, they're just, the modern-day nation of Great Britain is symbolized by the lion. And the most prominent nation symbolized by the lion, by the way. So that's Great Britain. Daniel 7.4. Lion with eagle's wings. The lion, the modern day nation of Great Britain. Daniel 7.5 continues and it says, and John, remember John's giving his vision here. Or I'm sorry, Daniel's giving his vision. He says, and behold, another beast, a second was like unto a bear. Raised up itself on one side, had three ribs in the mouth of it between the teeth of it. And they said unto it, Arise and devour much flesh. Well, has Russia, which is commonly associated with the bear animal symbol, the Russian bear, has that devoured much flesh? You better believe it. They're devouring flesh as we speak, folks. And go to Google, your Google search engine and type in the Russian bear. Hundreds of articles will come up. Because Russia is predominantly known as the Russian bear. Both of these, Great Britain and Russia, mentioned in the prophecies of the Bible 2,500 years ago in Daniel chapter 7. We're watching it come to pass right now. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. 
I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself. You are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is. That's where our reward is. Time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time. Understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 intime. That's 800-363-8463. So, I'm going to jump right back into it because we've got so much to cover before the end of the hour here. These two beasts, they're clearly two world powers that are in power today. The the lion and Great Britain and the bear Russia, the Russian bear. You say, well, what about the United States? I mean, that's that's the topic of my program today. Are we another one of the beasts? Well, you know, we're still one of the, the prominent world powers today, right? So does the United States exist in Bible prophecy? Folks, you've got to be able to explain Daniel 7. If you're you're going to teach an end-time Bible prophecy, and you start with Revelation 13, the world government, you're, you're stuck before you ever start. Because you can't explain the, 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 the first part of the prophecy. Revelation 13 is a continuation of this entire prophecy. What these nations federalize into, you've got to understand Daniel 7. So that's why in the book, and the DVDs, we always start lesson one is modern nations in the Bible. And then we move on to the federalization, and then boom, 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 we go from there. Because you've got to understand lesson one first. Okay? And then everything builds on that. So, of course, when we talk about the United States, we're, we're right in the middle of it. I, I'm sitting here in just north of Dallas, Texas, in Plano, Texas. And I'm sitting here in the eagle right now. I mean, in Scripture it says, the eagle's wings were plucked from the lion. Who's the lion? Great Britain. The eagle symbolizes the United States of America. It is the, it is the nation's um, national bird. Look at the reverse side of your U.S. dollar bill. It, it's got the eagle pictured there as our national seal. The, the United States was birthed from Great Britain. Now think about this. Daniel saw 2,300 years after this scripture was written, Daniel was seeing what was going to happen. He saw um, you know, what happened. Well, in 1776, America declares her independence from Great Britain. Well, Daniel saw that. He saw symbolic. God said there's going to be a nation symbolized by a lion. 
there will be another nation symbolized by an eagle that you will see plucked out of that lion. Folks, there's not another nation on the planet with the symbol of an eagle that was originally in the lion that was plucked out. It's the United States of America. That's as, that's as simple to, to see as, I mean, it's as plain as the nose on your face, they would say. Well, Daniel 7, 4 continues. It says, I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth. And that's illustrating the United States breaking away from Great Britain. And, it, it, you know, it appears as Daniel prophesied about the Declaration of Independence all the way back in 550 B.C. It shows you how powerful an almighty God is, doesn't it? God knows the end from the beginning. That's why if you trust God, you will never go wrong. Because God already seen how all this stuff plays out. And that's why you've got to put your hope and faith and trust in God. People that don't believe in God or they're not hoping, don't have their hope and faith and trust in Him, yeah, that's, that would be a little, I'd be scared. Because what are you going to hope in? Your, your money? Your, your money's not going to get you through the end time. What are you going to hope in? Um, this, this great, wonderful Harvard education? There's nothing wrong with that. But your intellect Nobody's smart enough to be able to navigate the times just ahead. We're going to need to be led by the Spirit of God. And that's why a daily prayer life and everything is so important. Okay. Um, I'll start preaching here if I'm going to keep up. So another symbol commonly associated with the United States of America is the symbol of Uncle Sam. Daniel 7, 4 says, I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked, and it was, made stand, it was lifted up from the earth, made stand upon a feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. Uh, back on, um, I'll give you for example, uh, see if I can remember some of these articles. Back in uh, September 9th of 1988, um, there was a picture of Uncle Sam, uh, nose to nose, with the Russian bear, on, uh, on, with the caption um, on one of the major news, uh, news magazines, USA versus USSR, I think it was news, Newsweek. Glasnost, there will be more of this. It was symbolized by... Uncle Sam and the Russian bear, another symbol for the United States. So the correlation, there, there, there are hundreds of articles like this, folks. So the correlations between these symbols that Daniel saw and the nations today, it seems obvious, doesn't it? I mean, the Lord told Daniel the understanding of the prophecies was for the people of the time of the end in Daniel chapter 12. If these are, in fact, legitimate correlations, and we believe that they are, it appears to be very evident that Jesus is going to return to the earth in the era of the time of these nations, Great Britain, Russia, and the United States of America, right? So what about the two beasts, the final two beasts, the leopard and the, this dragon-looking beast that, with the ten horns? Well, Daniel 7, 6 says, After this I beheld, and lo, another uh, like a leopard, which had upon the back of it, four wings of a fowl, and the beast had four heads, and dominion was given to it. So it's a four-headed leopard. Now, I don't, I don't think I'll have time to go into Irvin Baxter's miracle here, but God woke him up one morning, told him to go down and, down and buy a newspaper. He was trying to figure out who the leopard was. He gets up, he goes down in a little town called, um, I think it was Melville, Louisiana. It was either Melville or Starks, Louisiana. And God said, get up, go buy a newspaper. He goes and buys a newspaper, and the heading of the newspaper said, Germany sells the leopard tank to the Netherlands. 
And my father-in-law was trying to figure out who the leopard was in, in the Bible. This was a miraculous event. And he said, oh my goodness, God's telling me here that the leopard is the nation of Germany. Of course, we have many other proofs. Uh, years ago, I, went, I was going through the Webster's Online Dictionary with multilingual thesaurus translations. And it stated that the leopard is also the unofficial national animal of Germany, replacing the tiger, which was along with the eagle, the national animal of Nazi Germany. And then it said the leopard tank was a German-designed tank which entered service in 1965. I found that probably, man, I wrote an article on that. It's been at least seven or eight years ago. I've went there today to try to find it, and it's gone. But guess what? I copied the page that it was on before they deleted it. And so I've got the copy of the page where they said that originally. Now the whole thing's gone. And so, but I've still got the copy of the page. When I do a Bible study, I'll print that out and show everybody. Check this out. This is what the original, the original said. But now it's gone. Now, I, I need to finally talk about the, the beast of Daniel 7, this ten-horned beast. Daniel 7, 7 says, And after this I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, and strong exceedingly. It had great iron teeth. It devoured and break in pieces, and it stamped with the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. So in Daniel 7.24, we discover what these ten horns symbolize. Daniel 7.24 says, And the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise, and another shall arise after them, and he will be diverse or uh, different from the first, and he shall subdue three kings. So here Daniel's describing one beast, one nation or power, but ten kings. And this appears to be an, an alliance or a federation of these nations. And Revelation 17, 12, it sheds a little more light on that when it says, And the, the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as of yet. They haven't federalized as of yet. But they will receive power as kings one hour with the beast. And the beast here is referring to the last day dictator, the Antichrist. And the ten kings are going to subjugate themselves to the power of the Antichrist. They'll, they'll, they'll yield themselves. They'll, they will pledge their allegiance to the Antichrist. Then Revelation 12 continues, and it says this about the kings. It says that they receive power as kings one hour with the beast. Now, this is not saying that it's going to be 60 minutes. It's not what it's saying. It's saying that these kings are going to have power and give their support to the Antichrist for just a very, very short period of time. Revelation 17, 12 also says that these have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast, the Antichrist. So this verse, it's explaining that these shall make war with the Lamb. Now we know Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So in the last portion of uh, Revelation 17, 12, we read that the, the uh, Lamb shall overcome them. Jesus Christ will overcome them when He comes back, for He is Lord of all lords and He is King of all kings. And this means these kings will rule with the Antichrist until the second coming of Jesus Christ. When Jesus returns, they're going to fight against him. And this is describing the Battle of Armageddon. Now, we need to examine some additional considerations about the ten horns. And I want to bring up another prophecy in Daniel, from uh, Daniel 2. 
In Daniel chapter 2, verse 44, it refers to these last ten kings as well, but it symbolizes them in a different way. The previous verses to verse 44 describe Daniel's image prophecy. It, it, it was an image that Nebuchadnezzar saw, had the head of gold, arms and breasts of silver, belly and thighs of brass, legs of iron, feet of iron mingled with clay. The legs of iron are the Roman Empire. Each segment uh, symbolized an empire that would rule the world during its era. The legs of iron were the Roman Empire, but the final empire, the fifth one, the feet of iron mingled with clay, represents the Holy Roman Empire. That was established in 800 A.D., but I want you to notice that the ten toes on this kingdom are also mingled with clay. So Daniel 2.44 says, And in the days of these kings, the kings symbolized by the ten toes. These are the same ten kings that are referenced in Daniel 7.7. The rest of the image is not the same, but these ten toes, these ten kings, are the same as the ten horns. They're referenced in Daniel 7.7 and... These are the ones who are going to make war against Jesus Christ when he returns. And we know this is referencing the same prophecy because the rest of the portion of Daniel 7.44 says, and in the days of these kings, this is the same thing in Revelation 17, in the days of these kings, that's when the God of heaven is going to come back to set up his kingdom. Now, let me add something to that. In the days of those kings, the kingdom will not be left to other people, But the kingdom of God shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. This is Daniel 2. So it's from verse 44 that we know the ten-horned kingdom will be the revival of the holy Roman Empire. Remember, it was the feet of iron mixed with clay. The holy Roman Empire, with Germany at its core and and its inclusion of France and Italy and the Vatican, has always been from Europe. And though it ceased to exist back in 1806, it is prophesied in the Bible to be in existence at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. So the feet and ten toes of iron mingled with clay symbolize the same ten kings as the ten horns in Daniel 7.7. The mingling of iron and clay, that represents the coalition of a political leader and a spiritual leader the Antichrist and the false prophet at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. Folks, this tracks together perfectly, and we want you to understand these things. Once you understand them, it helps you to understand the end time. And that's the reason for the new book and the new DVDs that we put out. You've got to get your own copy so you can understand it and then go and teach others. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. 
Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. Now, these two leaders, the Antichrist and the false prophet from the European Union, they're going to combine their power and influence, and that's going to be the power base for the reestablished Holy Roman Empire in the end time. The Holy Roman Empire, it is, we're watching it being, re, it's already been put back together at the signing of the Lisbon Treaty in 2009. And we're watching the rebirth of it right now. The common market in 1957 and the European Union in 1993 They've already brought these, all of the nations of Europe together. They've got 500, it's the European Union. They've got uh, 500 million people, and, and they're totally unified economically. They've got one common currency, the euro, the, and the, a European president. And this is the rebirth of the Holy Roman Empire when the Lisbon Treaty was signed. And soon from this rebirth will emerge the Antichrist and the false prophet. You don't have to worry about, let me see, is, is BRICS going to be a new world government that comes on the scene. No. The Bible says the world government will be a European-centered entity. Look at the beast in Revelation 13. The body of the leopard. So it's got Germany, Russia, the Great Britain, and the European Union itself. It's a European-centered. That's going to be the power base of the Antichrist. Then Daniel 7.20. So now, that helps to understand Bible prophecy, right? I would only, the only way I know that is from the prophecies of the Bible. So Daniel 7.24 gives more insight to the ten-horn kingdom. It says, And the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that will arise, and another shall arise up after them, after the ten. And another is going to come up. He's He's going to be different from the first. He's going to subdue three kings. And in his vision, Daniel saw this single horn come up and uproot three of the other horns. And this is going to be a special sign Once we know who these horns are, we're going to know. It's going to help us to identify the Antichrist. And the Antichrist is going to rise up, uproot three kings, and become very great. Daniel 7.21 says, And I beheld, and the same horn that came up, he waxed great, made war with the saints, this is the Antichrist, and prevailed against them. This is is in reference to the Great Tribulation. The Great Tribulation begins three and a half years before Armageddon and continues until the second coming of Jesus Christ. Then verse 22, I'm still in Daniel 7 here. The Bible says he prevailed against them until the Ancient of Days comes. That's Jesus Christ coming. And judgment was given to the saints of the Most High. And then the time came when the saints will possess the kingdom. That's at the second coming when he establishes millennial reign here, and we rule and reign as kings and priests with him. So what an amazing time we're living in, right? I mean, and especially if you understand these prophecies. I mean, just as we discussed on today's program, these four beasts represent the four global powers that will rule the world in the end time. They're, they're going to be the main um, entities, the main nations that will be involved in running this world governing body. So what about the United States? Well... 
650 years before John wrote the book of Revelation, the prophet Daniel, in Daniel 7, I just went through it, he gives, he's given a vision by God of four beasts that represent kingdoms or nations that would exist at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. The four beasts, described in Daniel 7, 4 through 7, and the modern nations they symbolize are, I want you to remember this, a lion with eagle's wings, Great Britain and the United States, a bear, Russia, four-headed leopard, Germany, a ten-horned beast, the reborn Holy Roman Empire, or the current European Union. Okay, that's Daniel 7. In Revelation, John uses these same symbols of nations to describe the end-time world government. In John's account, the four separate nations in Daniel 7 have now federalized into one large global governing body. And so what would be the interpretation of that? So uh, John said, and I stood up on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast, not four beasts like Daniel. I saw a single combo beast rise up out of the sea. It had seven heads, ten horns. And upon its horns, symbolizing the European Union, remember, were, um, were ten crowns. And upon his heads, the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw had the body of the leopard, Germany. The feet is the feet of the bear, Russia. Mouth is the mouth of the lion, Great Britain. The dragon, or uh, Satan, not China. Re- Revelation 12, 9, Revelation 20, 1 and 2. The dragon, Satan, gave this entity, this world governing body, its seat, power, and great authority. That's Revelation 13, 1 and 2. So, this, this is, folks, this is a 2,000-year-old prophecy of the world government that is currently being established. We're watching. We're living through it right now. But the United States is missing. Remember, there was one element that was back in Daniel 7... That, that the, the, the eagle's wing, symbolic of the United States in Daniel 7, they're not mentioned in that combo beast of Revelation 13. And this indicates that the United States will not be included in the world government in the end time. You say, Dave, that seems totally impossible. Look at what Joe Biden's doing and look at the end. Not once you understand the prophecies of the Bible, folks. The United States, the eagle's wings are not mentioned in that world governing body. The prominent nations. Right now, we're the prominent nation, right? Or at least we were until President Biden started weakening and weakening and weakening America in every aspect, basically. But we're still a very powerful nation. It just depends on who you have at the helm. However, the United States, not going to be included in that world governing body. I know it looks impossible, but I'm going off the prophecies of the Bible that always come to pass, folks. The prophecy also indicates that World dominance will have shifted from the United States over to the powers of Europe. And you can see that happening in many ways right now. The the United States is creating a vacuum on the world scene. Europe is sitting there saying, yes, it's time for us to take our position at the helm of this world governing body. They're waiting. I've got articles stating it. So, because of these prophecies, it left us with a few questions over the years. Uh... We're, we, uh, beyond World War II, we were the current leader of the world government. How's that shift going to take place? And I believe, I speculate, but I, an educated speculation, it could be World War III. Some people wondered if we would be wiped out in World War III. We absolutely will not be wiped out in World War III. But it could be a great reset here in America. I'm talking about one-third of the world's population destroyed. Could it reach the shores of the United States? It absolutely could. 
Are we going to be wiped out? Absolutely, we will not. Not according to the prophecies of the Bible. Were we going to be, you know, would we be brought to our knees and become a non-factor on the world stage? I don't see that happening either. But could we perhaps go into isolation? I don't really see that happening either. So there is a scripture that helps to answer these questions. What about the United States? Is our future prophesied in the Bible? Yes, it is. Revelation 12 is the only other place the eagle's wings are mentioned in the, in the end-time prophecies of the Bible, okay? I understand that Israel was taken out of Egypt on the wings of a great eagle. I get it. I understand all that. And that was God miraculously bringing them out. But when you hit end-time Bible prophecy, the eagle's wings, remember Daniel said these, these were symbolic of nations or kings and their, uh, and their kingdoms. So the eagle's wings. It's the modern-day nation of the United States. The eagle was plucked out of Great Britain. So when we get to Revelation um, 12, it's the only other place the eagle's wings are mentioned in the prophecies of the Bible. The end-time prophecies. Revelation 12, 13 says the dragon will persecute the woman with 12 stars around her head in Revelation 12. And the woman uh, is Israel. The woman with 12 stars around her head is not Mary, not Mother Mary. It's Israel. And the, these 12 stars symbolize the 12 tribes of Israel. According to Revelation 13, the dragon or Satan will use the Antichrist and his world governing system to do the persecuting at the time of the Great Tribulation. John tells us in the next verse that Israel is going to be protected. This would be uh, Revelation 12, 14. Israel is going to be protected during the Great Tribulation which is going to occur three and one half years immediately preceding the second coming of Jesus Christ. Uh, Revelation 12, 14 says, And the woman, Israel, is given two wings of a great eagle, the United States, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, where she is nourished for a time, times, and half a time from the face of the serpent. The United States will be protecting Israel against the world governing body in alliance with her all the way to the end. That's Revelation 12, 14. Once you understand and tie Daniel 7 to Revelation 13 and then go back to Revelation 12, it lays out perfectly. A clear understanding of Revelation 12 and 13 has allowed us to be absolutely sure of two things. The United States will stand with Israel and protect Israel from the world government in the end time. How does that look? I don't know. Is it our, will we retain our UN Security Council veto power? Will we use our military? I don't know how that looks, but the Bible says that's going to happen. So I know the United States is not going to get wiped out. Also, the United States will not be part of the will be will not be fully engaged in the world governing body, and therefore will not come under the full reign of the Antichrist. You say, "Oh my goodness!" Yeah, that is. Oh my goodness is correct. You say, "Well, what 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 difference does that make?" Well, that makes a lot of difference. We are going to be fighting against the Antichrist. The Antichrist will not control the entire world. I know the Bible says all the world will wonder after him, but that's generalities. The Bible specifically tells us in Daniel 11, the country of Jordan, the children of Edom, Moab, and Ammon will escape out of his hand. The country of Israel, because you, at the Battle of Armageddon, you do not invade a country that you already control. So Israel and the country of the United States will not come under the full reign of the Antichrist which is good because 
in my opinion, I do not believe, and my father-in-law before me, Irvin Baxter, did not believe the, the mark of the beast would be fully implemented, that it would not become the law of the land here in the United States. And there are, believe it or not, there are already several nations that have laws on the books that it is illegal for a, a company to mandate that its employees have chips put in their hands to be able to be an employee at those companies. There are states, I think there are eight or nine states that have laws on the books right now stating that um, a company cannot mandate that their employees have chips put in their skin, which is very, very important if you understand Revelation 13 through 16. He's going to give everybody a mark in their right hand and their forehead without which they're not going to be able to buy or sell. So understanding the prophecies of the Bible, it gives you a sense of calm. You say, but yeah, the Antichrist, he's going to squish everybody like a bug. No, he's not. There will, the majority of the world will come under the reign of the Antichrist, but the Bible tells us that there will be nations. He, he, he's going to face resistance all the way to the end. I believe from the prophecies of the Bible, the United States will be one of them. You say, Dave, that's impossible. Joe Biden's a globalist. He's not protecting our border. All this stuff is going to utter chaos. It's just crazy. It's impossible. The United States is going to come under the reign of the world government. Listen to me. It looked impossible that the Berlin Wall was going to come down, didn't it? But the Bible prophesied it was going to happen, and the Berlin Wall came down. Just as impossible as it looks like the United States is not going to be fully engaged, we will face some things. There are, there are globalists and communists here in the United States. They're going to try to push stuff, but we've got to resist that stuff. And because we've got to have the ability to preach and teach the gospel of the kingdom of God to this entire world until the end time comes, till it's over with, till Jesus Christ comes back. And we can't do that if we're just got a noose around our neck by the Antichrist. And so God will make a way for us. Now, will the United States face some judgment? We might because we're doing some not so very good things that are diametrically opposed to the Bible. But God's going to help us through the end time. 